Thanks for tuning in. This is Jake Atwood, Braving the Night, episode number 11. I'm glad you're here, and I want to start off by saying, hey, I apologize if my throat sounds a little scratchy, or if you hear me kind of coughing a little bit here and there. Um, I got a little uh, stuffy the other night, kind of had a bit of a sore throat. And uh, But today I am on the up and up, so if you'll hang in there, I promise you we will get a show out. We'll get some good content in there, and uh, I've been praying that God would just give me a word, something to share with somebody that needs to hear it, you know, and uh, He always does that. He always shows up, doesn't He? He's good about that. And there's a scripture where it says that, hey, don't worry about what you're going to say, that in the right time, God will give you the words to say it. I think it was somebody that might have been standing on trial, or if he's like, hey, if you're put in front of people. And so, you know, God is good to keep his word, and um, there's a whole lot of him, even if we feel like there's not a whole lot of us, and he's able to do much with little. So tonight, we'll be praying that he gets a good word out. I've been thinking about Peter a lot today, and um, throughout the day, any of you that are familiar with the Bible, you are definitely familiar with Peter, one of Jesus' disciples. And Peter uh, was kind of considered a wild man. Uh, I imagine Peter uh, with hair kind of sticking out on the sides. You know, that, that look that, you, that, that some people have where they're kind of just frazzled. I just feel like Peter, Peter's one of those guys where he'd wake up and his cowlick would be sticking straight up in the back of his hair, and he might have been one of those guys that you just didn't want to bug him about that. You know, don't 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 bother Peter about his cowlick. You know, let it just let it let it stay the way it is. He'll deal with it. Um, but you know, he gets a lot of flack. Um, you know, we see in the Bible that uh, you know Jesus would correct him often, and that uh, Peter was pretty ambitious. Um, but I have always uh, related to Peter. Um, you know, Peter was one of those guys that had a lot of ups and a lot of downs, you know, early on in his ministry. And um, he would be really high one day, literally walking on water. And then the next he'd be sinking, you know, and reaching out for Jesus' hand. But at the same time, in all those highs and lows, we get to witness Peter experience the faithfulness of God you know when Peter was having a good day you know it was because of what God was doing and when Peter would have a bad day you know Jesus was always there to help him course correct you know and tonight when I'm sharing this episode with you you know um, if you're going through some stuff where you're, you've, you've had a week where it's just been up and down um, you know I want you to I want you to kind of chew on this episode maybe there will be something that speaks to you um you know, it's been a crazy week uh, for myself. You know, God is doing a lot of work in our life and rearranging a lot of things. And I feel like that word rearranging um, is really pertinent um, to the season of life that we're in. And um, that's what really leads me to this scripture that I'm going to share tonight. You know, um, braving the night. You know, I've shared often that it was birthed in a season, you know, when there was a lot of 
negativity around and a lot of just tough conversations and many of those conversations were you know, left wide open or they were just shared in such a way that you would walk away just feeling horrible. But braving the night has become more than that, more than just, you know, being birthed out of a season where I felt like I needed to encourage people. Braving the night um, is something that goes deeper than that. It's, it's been something that God has just been speaking to me in my own life, you know, where he's been showing me that, you know, we're like onions and God is always working on us with different layers of our life, right? You know, he peels off one layer and then there's another layer and he deals with another layer and there's always multiple layers that God is dealing with. And that's part of us being human. And there's always that layer that you have to deal with where you're stepping into the unknown or you're stepping into an area that might have been dormant or dark or it had been something that you, you know, pushed aside or even if it was just something that happened, you know, out of a safety mechanism due to trauma in your life, we will do things like, you know, we will cover those areas up, you know, to protect ourselves so we can continue functioning and we can continue growing where we can. But any wound that is left undealt with will eventually bring itself to the surface and reveal itself in our life. And God is so good about gracefully walking us through these wounds and revealing to them to us in the right time, you know, and it amazes me the more and more that I walk with Jesus that I'm just realizing more and more that he isn't, he isn't um, calling people that have it all together. I mean, there's an obedience that he expects from us and requires from us, but the initial relationship that he begins with, it starts in a place where we're willing to just say, hey, you know what, Jesus, I hear, I hear you. I'm willing to answer that knock on my heart, you know, where he's knocking at the door of your heart. I'm willing to answer that, and let's just start there. And, you know, then he says, all right, well, if, if you're willing to be saved by me, are you willing to um, be on mission with me? Are you willing to change you know, allow me to change you. And it's this process that God is always working on us. And in the middle of that process, He can put us in positions of leadership. Um, he can put us in positions where we have a platform, where we're able to have an audience in our life where people are, you know, being fed off of our own life and what we're going through. Um, and God doesn't just say, hey, I will let you be in this position when every single thing in your life is squeaky clean perfect. And Peter was much the same way. I mean, he, he, was, he, he definitely didn't have his act together, but he was bold and, and he was on mission with Jesus. He was saved by Jesus. He was in the process of being changed by Jesus. And that word process, you know, I want to highlight Peter was in the process of being changed by Jesus, and he was on mission with Jesus. So the Christian walk, we are saved by Jesus. We are in the process of being changed by Jesus, becoming who he called us to do, and we are on mission with Jesus. That means that he has a goal, and he has 
a path for us to walk and we are like hey god i'm willing to go on that path i'm willing to go where you go and we get to a point in john 21 15 and jesus is speaking with peter and he says when they had finished breakfast jesus said to peter simon son of john do you love me more than these and he said to him yes lord you know that i love you and so jesus said to him feed my lambs and jesus says to him a second time simon son of john do you love me and peter says to him yes lord you know that i love you so jesus says to him tend my sheep Jesus says to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And it says that Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? So Peter is hearing that. You know, a lot of times when we're in conversation with somebody, if they continue repeating something, you're usually at a place where you're like, man, maybe I'm just not getting this. Or or are they having to repeat this because they don't trust me or they don't believe me? Are they questioning me? You know, oftentimes when a person continues to question, we feel that they're questioning us, that they're questioning our commitment, or that they're doubting us. And Peter is beginning to feel this way where he's going, man, Jesus, I just told you three times, you know, and it's, it, it's do you not trust me? Do you not believe what I'm saying? You know, Jesus, do you not, can you not remember everything that I've gone through with you? So it says that Jesus or that Peter was grieved. Because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. Verse 19, it says, This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after that, he said to him, Follow me. And so Jesus highlights Peter. In verse 18, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. And so Jesus is highlighting, you know, Peter's freedom. And there's a lot of different ways that people have dissected this scripture. There's a lot of smart guys and smart women, a lot of theologians, a lot of pastors and preachers, a lot of evangelists and authors and just smart people that have dissected this and have been able to navigate people through a thought process all types of different sides of um, what truth is coming out of this scripture but I've been I've been listening a lot this week and reading a lot about the story that we tell ourselves and this narrative that we can get caught up in the story of our life where it's not a good way of looking at our life or you hear the saying hey you know i've been i've been stuck in a rut or you, know, you might notice somebody that's stuck in a rut and 
in their life where they keep saying the same thing or they keep going down the same road? Do you see a pattern in their life that just they keep going through it over and over? And we know that Peter denied Jesus three times when he stepped out into the public that evening and there were people that saw him and they said, hey, are you a follower of that Jesus? And Peter said, no, no, that's not me. I'm not that guy. And another person and then another person. And then we know every, that the, the, the uh, crow, or not the crow, but the um, rooster crowed three times. And we see that Peter had this life where he had failed, you know, walking on the water and he fell and started to sink in the water. Peter cut that ear off of that man, you know, and Jesus corrected him. We see Jesus correcting Peter throughout the scriptures. And we know that Peter was a fisherman. And I don't know a lot about Peter before that. If he was a successful fisherman or if he was a fisherman that, you know, was struggling his whole life. But I know that Peter's human, and I know that as humans we have the capacity and the um, to repeat our stories and and live in the stories of our failures. And I've been really be, I have been challenged for the last few weeks about looking at the stories that I've created in my life, the stories that aren't telling the truth about, you know, who I really am. You know, we see Jesus come in and he would often change the disciples' names. Or we see in the Old Testament, God would come in and with Abram, he would change Abram's name to Abraham, father of many. Sarai was changed to Sarah. And we see God stepping into man's story of who they are and reshaping their life and speaking a promise into their life. Speaking an identity into who they are and giving them a new name. And that's where that tension happens between the man that, or the woman that, that you are, or we, you know, the man that I am, and uh, the man that God is calling me to be. Or maybe the tension could be the woman that you are, the woman that God is calling you to be. But there's tension in that. And if we listen to the stories that say, hey, this is who I am, when really that story is dead, you know, that story is old, that story has been played out, that story needs to, to be let go of so that God can let it die and then rebirth you into who you are and then take that story and recycle it into something that is beautiful and has power and is able to be shared to other people and nourish them but we get stuck in these stories where we're like man God like I don't think I could ever be that because I was this and I still am that how could I ever do that? How could I ever be that to you? How could you ever love me, God? And we see Jesus stepping up and he's saying, Hey, Peter, if you love me, take care of my sheep. Take care of my lambs. Feed my lambs. Tend my sheep. 
And so my point to all everything that I just shared was he says, truly, truly, I just say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. And when I looked at that, I just saw that Peter had his own life. He had his own freedom, that he was, you know, that he did things for himself, that he had his own story going on. He says, but when you're old, you'll stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. And as negative as that sounds, God isn't calling everybody to be martyred. But in this in this instance, he sees that, you know, he's sharing with Peter that, hey, you know, there's going to be a time where you're going to die and you're going to die for me. But if we look at the Christian life, we are always internally dying to our old selves and we are always carrying our cross daily you know, crucifying our flesh, you know, the things that we need to let go of. You know, I heard someone say that a lot of us need to stop saying more of you, less of me, God. And, and, and we need to start saying all of you and crucifying and killing any of me, God, that is, that is not of you on the inside, right? So crucifying that flesh, that, that, man or woman on the inside that isn't on mission with you God those thoughts and those things and those lies and sometimes it's not just about getting rid of our will sometimes it's that God has to come in and do surgery and he has to kill the lies he has to take control of these lies in our life that we've been telling ourselves in order for us to be able to see the truth that he wants to share with us and so part of that process of dying to ourselves is also killing the lies that we've been living with. Some of those lies have been placed on us. We've been told from the time we were born until now that this is all you'll ever be. It could be by a family member. It could have been by a teacher. It could be by politicians. It could be by your employer at your job, your spouse, your brothers, your sisters. It doesn't matter anybody. If you're a human, you're always in contact with other people. And these words that get spoken over us, we can take those and, and believe them and these words that were never intended to be truth we take on as truth and so God has to go in and do surgery and cut those things out and when I was reading that scripture I just thought that you know what God there's things inside of me that need to die these lies that I've been carrying you know these these places in my life where I haven't been believing you and I haven't been trusting you you know, before I can move on and continue moving any deeper in the areas that you're calling me, I have to stop and I have to take an honest look at myself and I have to say, hey God, what's in there that's holding me back? And it's a process, friends. And I want to encourage you tonight that if you are struggling to move forward, I want you to believe what God is sharing with you, but I also want you to know that He is right there holding your hand if there's things that He needs to work out through you, if there's things that need to be, in a sense, cut out through spiritual surgery. It could be strongholds in your mind. It could be words that have been spoken of you. It could be real spiritual things that you're tackling misbeliefs you can have faith the size of a mustard seed 
But if you don't believe, if you don't trust, you can't step into that faith and grow that mustard seed. And so there can be a misbelief or there can be a um, there can be something that's stopping us from activating the faith that we had. We ask for more faith. God, I need more faith. And God says, no, it's not that you need more faith. It's that we need to get rid of that misbelief. And they're so closely related that we can get it mixed up. But if we don't, if we don't tackle that misbelief or we don't tackle those things that have that are holding us back, the lies inside of us, if we don't crucify those things, take our thoughts captive and make them obedient to Jesus because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If we don't take our thoughts captive, if we don't take those things captive, we can't activate our faith. And we can't fully trust him. But he's so good that Peter's not perfect yet, right? And yet Jesus says, hey, I want you to take care of my sheep. And if I'm being honest, you know, God has spoken things into my life that I have for years covered up with just dirt, with the dirt of my life, the dirt of the decisions that I've made, with the dirt of my thought processes that were wrong. I have covered up this truth that he's spoken to me, this name that he's called me, right? This abundance that he's spoken into me. And I'm at a place where God has said, hey, you know what? It's going to be very uncomfortable for a long time if we don't look at these things. Because you get to a place where you are so ready to just birth that dream or, you know, birth the full potential of the person that you are in Jesus that it becomes so painful that if you don't commit fully to the process of what God has you in, you will be in that pain for the rest of your life. And God doesn't call us to be in that pain the rest of our life. He wants us to have joy in life and life more abundantly and a peace that passes all understanding. But it takes us slowing down and saying, okay, God, I'm going to look at whatever this is that's stopping me from the very thing that you've called me to. And it's a struggle that turns into a fight, friends, that will end with a victory if you will allow Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, to walk you through that by the power of His Holy Spirit. And that is braving the night when we go through those dark times with the courage of God. Allow Him to light our path enough that we can move forward. And we say, hell or high water, I'm taking the next step. And if there's a reason that I can't take the next step, then Holy Spirit, I'm going to allow you to lead me into all truth and equip me to face the challenge that's inside of me or outside of me. God is so good. He'll do that for you. And we see Peter go on to be filled with the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts and to perform signs and miracles and to fulfill the mission that Jesus gave him. We see a man that we picture with frazzled hair, a cow lick sticking up in the back, being rebuked by Jesus. We see a man that's been a roller coaster ride through the scriptures all of a sudden come into a place where he is 
closely grafted into the Lord's will in his life, walking in power and authority, still not a perfect man, still in the process of perfecting his faith, but God is working through him in a way he never had. And I was encouraged by this scripture of seeing Peter, a man that had made these many, many mistakes, and yet Jesus said, hey, if you will place your life on, on the rock, the revelation of who I am, on the foundation of who I am, who Jesus is, if, if Peter will do that, that God is saying, hey, listen, I am going to fulfill all the desires that I've placed in your heart. I imagine he placed a desire in Peter's heart to take care of the sheep, the people that he called them to. And in my transparency, you know, I had a word spoken over me years ago that as a young man just terrified me to the core. And I created just a, a, anything that I could uh, that mimicked that word but wasn't the truth of that word. And all of those things, friends, would bear a little bit of fruit or they would go a little bit, but there just wasn't enough fuel in the tank to really make these commitments in my life come to fruition or bear much fruit and I'm at a place where I said okay God you know I, I am ready to face whatever it is inside of me outside of me that I need to in order to bear much fruit there's a song by a lady that says let yourself be loved so we see Jesus asking if Peter, if he loves him. Peter, do you love me? If you love me, you'll do these things. But we also have to look on the flip side of that. And in this song, Lady, called Let Yourself Be Loved, some of the lyrics say, Don't get lost in your head. Don't be anxious. Don't be frightened. I'm your rock. And this is Jesus talking. I'm your salvation. And you're my beating heart. Don't get lost in your head. Don't be anxious. Don't be frightened. I'm your rock. I'm your salvation. You know, if you want to pause this podcast now, the band is called Laity, L-A-I-T-Y, and the song is called Let Yourself Be Loved. And the Bible says that we love him because he first loved us. In order to truly love, we have to allow ourselves to be loved. And Peter embraced Jesus and in all of his mistakes allowed Jesus to love him. And in return, Jesus said, because you've allowed me to love you, you can go on and you can love. You can exercise that love muscle and grow in that love and feed my sheep, take care of my sheep. Well, friends, tonight's episode is about Peter and about Jesus. I 
really feel at the core of our conversation that God is trying to show us that we don't have to have our act all together and that we don't have to have a perfect track record. But we do have to come to a place where we'll submit to Him and we'll allow Him to do the surgery on our heart, on our life, on our mind, on our relationships. And we'll allow Him to love on us so that we can go on and love. The Bible says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your strength, and all your mind. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And as a Christian, there's just no way around it. You can't just live a life, you know, up in the hills by yourself. Just you and God. As he's called us to be a cup, and it's overflowing. We're supposed to go out and pour into others. And it's when we are in a place where we are actually activated and we're pouring into others that we truly find our joy. And so if there's anything that's stopping you from being able to pour into others, I just pray over you now in the name of Jesus that by the power of his Holy Spirit that he would step into your life right now and reveal to you any area that might be hindering you from being filled up and being able to pour into others. Friends, I know that there can be some dark places when we're braving the night. I know that there can be some scary places. I know what fear is like. I know what it means to sit alone and just feel like there's nobody there for you. But if you're hearing my voice right now, and you're hearing this podcast right now, I believe that there's a reason why, and that Jesus is letting you know right now that He loves you, He hasn't forgot about you, that he has great plans for you, and that if you will allow him now to just begin working on you, that you will look back on this and the broken, shattered story that you've been carrying, he will recycle and refurbish so much so that you'll be able to share it with others who need to hear your story. And he won't just recycle and refurbish your life. He will give you a new life. That is what the power of his blood did on the cross. And so I just pray that over you now. I speak that prophetically, that God is doing that work in your life. And I do want to just say, hey, get ready. I'm hoping and believing that God's going to bring you to the people that you need to be around or bring the people around you they're going to help equip and activate and heal. And from, from a friend to a friend who's gone through some crazy trauma, who's gone through some crazy stuff, who even this week had a, had a, a time where I just felt about as low as you can get. God shows up when you need him. But you have to allow Him in your life. And you have to open your eyes and open your heart and let Him in. Well, friends, I appreciate you listening to the show tonight. 
I, I just want to let you know that I am so grateful for this opportunity to be able to share this message with you and the messages that I've been sharing with you. I'm just a normal guy. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. Hey, maybe God will open that door up for me. I was a youth pastor. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. You know, at this point, I'm not a pastor. Maybe God will open up that door one day. You know, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell him no. Um, but um, I'm just a normal guy sharing a message. And so, anything that I can do, you can do better. <laughs> I think that's a song, right? Any or no, that's anything you can do, I can do better. Well, anything I can do, you can do better. Okay. Um, but we serve a big God. And so, uh, braving the night, we are on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. You can find us on iHeartRadio and Stitcher and Podbean. And uh, we are on every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also have a website up and running, bravingthenight.com. If you feel led to donate to this show, we have a donate button on the website. Um, you can go to the website for more details, or and if you just want to listen to the previous episodes, you know, go to your favorite platform and subscribe and share it with your friends. I love you, Jesus loves you, and as always, till next time. <laughs>